Welcome to the Phil Sport Total Hoops podcast for the week ending October 12th. This week's podcast will include a review of all NBA teams from worst to first and what teams have the best shot to win the championship. First, I want to discuss the new NBA in-season tournament. Why is the NBA doing this? Two reasons. The first reason is to draw extra attention to the NBA product, being that the uh, NFL season is in full swing. The second reason is to begin laying the groundwork for global expansion. Soccer is the world's most popular sport, and soccer leagues all across the globe have in-season tournaments. This is only my theory, but I believe eventually the NBA will be set up like the Little League uh, Baseball World Series, where the U.S. NBA champ will play a series against the non-U.S. champ to crown the real world champion for that season. Ching-ching, bada-bing, I see dollar signs. The NBA team analysis previews is sponsored by the book Basketball Smarty Pants, Hoops for Everyone. Basketball Smarty Pants is endorsed by former 76er coach Brett Brown and is available on Amazon. Now, I've broken down all the teams into three groups. Group one, I call lottery team, no shot. Group two is uh, play-in or playoffs. And group three is shot at the ring. Now, the group one, no shot teams, they include the Wizards, Charlotte Hornets, Detroit Pistons, Memphis Grizzlies, Grizzlies, excuse me, uh, Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs, and Portland Trailblazers. Now, the Wizards and the Hornets are simply, they're just bad teams. Portland's in a total rebuild after moving Lillard. Uh, Detroit uh, is going to be better, but right now they have too many young, undisciplined players and no veteran leadership. Memphis, uh, they were hurt by in the injury bug uh, with Adams and the uh, Ja Morant suspension. Even when Morant comes back, they'll be a best of 500 team, and by then they'll be too far out of it. Uh, they should consider tanking. Houston's going to be better with uh, Udoka as the coach and uh, with the Van Fleet signing, but they're not going to be good enough. San Antonio is going to be a TNT favorite with uh, Wambayama, uh, but they need better guard play to uh, be playoff bound. And Utah, they have uh, two nice pieces in uh, Marketing and Clarkson, but they have little else to compete at a, a higher level. Now, the Category 2 playoff, uh, play-in and playoff options, that's the majority of the league. The NBA wants parity, and they certainly have it, at least in the mediocre to good level. Now, the Atlanta Hawks have a dynamic set of guards in uh, Young and Murray and a rim protector in Capella, but they're at best uh, have average wings and a bench. Now, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they are a playoff-caliber team. They have playoff talent and they could be a top-six finisher in the Eastern Conference. But any team that's going to pin their hopes on the success of a a revamped uh, Ben Simmons is going to be disappointed. Now, the Chicago Bulls pretty much have the same team as they did last year, except they're a year older, and they weren't good enough last year. Cleveland has a uh, dynamic threesome in Mitchell, Garland, and Levert, and uh, they help themselves with the Struess pickup. But their bigs aren't physically strong, and they cannot generate their own offense. Now, I like the Cavalier team. They've already uh, beaten Golden State twice this year, which talks about uh, T. 
teams matching up good against other teams. But I can see them, again, getting physically frustrated uh, by a team like, say, the Knicks. Now, speaking of the Knicks, they got slightly better in the offseason, but they're still not good enough offensively. And usually uh, Julius Randle's going to disappoint in the playoffs. Now, uh, if New Orleans uh, can get health and stay healthy, they could really cause some trouble. Uh, the problem is that uh, uh, McCollum's out right now with a lung injury, and uh, his return time is uncertain. Brandon Ingram's already been out, and uh, he tends to get hurt. And Zion Williamson hasn't played an entire season since he's been in the league, and right now he's grumbling about being lost in the offense. Minnesota started off well, and they should be better this year now that there's an established pecking order on that team with Anthony Edwards at the top. The T-Wolves also help their bench, uh, but how well they can mesh mesh together, uh, that's the question. I love watching OKC, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, and I really respect their GM with their player selections. This team is young, talented, they play hard, and uh, they should be in the playoffs. Uh, But the West is really tough, and they are really young. Now, I believe the L.A. Clippers are going to eventually sort out their issues and play better. But uh, in obtaining Harden, they really weaken their bench, uh, and I think there's a better chance of them going out in the uh, playing tournament than winning a ring. Sacramento, they shot their wad last season, and they're going to fall back this year. They really didn't add any significant players, and uh, they're going to run into the same problem as last year. They're just too small with Sabonis and little else up front. Now, Indiana has a high-powered offense. They play fast. They play loose. uh, But their defense is suspect. And in a long playoff series, it gets harder to run and get easy scores. Now, that brings me to Category 3, the teams that have a shot at the ring. Now, I listed Miami out of respect for their run last season. Miami has the best coach in the league. They play smart. They play hard. They've got a great team culture and all that good stuff. Uh, But they tried and they couldn't get Lillard. And uh, they lost two valuable bench pieces from last year in uh, Strauss and uh, Vincent. And also Jimmy Butler's another year older, even though he's got a new hairdo. Now Dallas is a nice show team to put on TNT with uh, Luka and Kyrie Irving but they really don't have enough up front to win a title. I like the moves the Lakers made in the offseason, and any team with LeBron James on it has to be in any title conversation. But if the Lakers have a uh, legitimate shot, they need a healthy and motivated Anthony Davis. And until I see that on a consistent basis, I can't pick him. Even if Davis plays well, the Lakers are a minus team when James is uh, on the bench, and that's another issue they'd have to address. That brings me to Phoenix. Phoenix made a lot of changes in the offseason. Between Durant, Booker, and Beal, the Suns have enough firepower and, uh, believe it or not, enough physicality with Nurkic and uh, Eubanks off the bench. The Suns even uh, somewhat replenished their bench with Wanatanabe, uh, who I really like, and uh, Grayson Allen. Now, I'm making an assumption that Allen will be coming off the bench instead of starting when both uh, Beal and Booker are playing. Now, I question their commitment to team defense uh, when playoff time comes. 
Now, the Milwaukee Bucks basically traded Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen for Dame Lillard. Frankly, I wouldn't have even traded Holiday even up for Lillard. Milwaukee, uh, who was uh, about the fourth best defensive team last year, is currently ranked 25th. Holiday, he's a tough, versatile, two-way player. And I think his loss, along with the new unproven coach, uh, will get Milwaukee bounced uh, in the second round at the latest for them. And that gets me down to my final four. I've got Boston, Philly, Denver, and Golden State. Boston made the most changes by acquiring Porzingis and Holiday while moving Smart, Grant, and Robert Williams. Boston has the best defensive backcourt in the league with Holiday and White and the best pair of forwards with Brown and Tatum. The addition of Porzingis gives the Celtics a new offensive and defensive look, and it's showing early with the uh, C's leading the league in net points. However... They lost their team toughness when they moved uh, Smart and both the Williams, and I think their bench is weak. I don't like Jalen Brown in clutch situations at all, and I'm not a fan of Joe Mazzilla and his coaching skills. Now, uh, Golden State added Chris Paul and uh, Dario Sark in the offseason, and both players fit well with them. Golden State, when they're hitting on all cylinders, uh, could be the best team in the league, At worst, they're the first or second best team in the Western Conference if Steph Curry can stay healthy and Draymond Green not get suspended too long because he'll be tossed for a couple games at some point in the season. Now, the 76ers did themselves a huge favor by moving Harden when they did. The Sixers picked up solid veteran uh, wings in uh, Batoon and uh, Covington. They're long They play good defense, and they're smart. Uh, That helps them match up better against the Celtic Wings. And uh, the players seem to have bought into the new ball movement offense that Nurse is implementing. As of this podcast, the Sixers have the best record in the league and only trail the Celtics in average net point rating. In addition, with both Embiid and Maxey, the Sixers are one of the few teams that can attack another team either through the post or at a simple pick and roll just based off Mackey's, Maxie's uh, speed out front. Also, you can't underestimate the coaching ability of Nick Nurse. Nurse, in my opinion, is one of the best coaches in the league, and he's clearly better than any coach in the Eastern Conference other than Spolstra. Now, Denver's better this year simply because they have more confidence uh, from winning the title last year, and they're coming back as defending league champs. And it, it, right now, it shows in the play of their forwards. Uh, both Porter uh, Jr. and Gordon look better. Now, Jamal Murray is out uh, week to week with a hamstring injury. But assuming the Nuggets are healthy uh, with a healthy Jokic, assume at worst the conference finals. Now, if I were a betting person, if I were looking for a long shot value bet, I'd look at the Sixers. They were 22 to 1 a couple weeks ago. I think they're down to like 14 to 1, which I still think is a good value bet. If the Sixers met the Nuggets in the finals, Embiid and Maxey would give uh, Jokic and Murray all they could individually handle. And I'd give Nick Nurse the advantage over Mike Malone coaching wise. Sixers in six or seven. Now, I have to discuss what I saw officiating wise on TV the other night. 
As a former and current hoops official, I understand how hard officiating an NBA game can be. If officials made as many mistakes during the game as the players do, the game would be a travesty. But what really ticks me off is when the officials go to video review to check a foul or coach's challenge and they still get the call wrong. I'd like to know exactly who reviews the fouls in Secaucus and what are their credentials? Because I'd estimate that they get at least half of the calls on review wrong. Uh, Taking a case in point, the other night the Cavaliers were playing Golden State. Donovan Mitchell uh, was trailing to play on defense, and he ran right up to Draymond Green, uh, Draymond Green, who was holding the ball, and he purposely pushed him without making a play on the ball. Apparently, Mitchell was pissed off because Green pushed him on an earlier play. Now, they went to video review, and the review took close to 10 minutes. Uh, when they were finished, the official's decision uh, was that based on the prior review, the prior push by Green on Mitchell was reviewed, and that was called a technical foul, while the push from that uh, when uh, Donovan pushed uh, Green, it was only a common foul. Now, since Green already had a prior tech, uh, that technical foul was his second, and he was tossed. Apparently, the NBA video review allows officials to replay prior acts, but what continues to amaze me is how often the video reviewers get the calls wrong. I defy anyone that saw that sequence to tell me that Green's foul was one of a technical nature while Mitchell's wasn't, and they only gave him a common foul. Now, I received some responses uh, for the Dear Commish part of the podcast last week where I gave some pickup tips uh, to uh, email uh, questionnaires. I had had one from a uh, Deer Pickup Wannabe. Now to recap this, Deer Pickup Wannabe is a short, uh, way overweight, uh, older guy that wants to play uh, pickup and he wants to be accepted when he's playing. Some of the responses I got uh, from the listeners, I got one from uh, Joe M. Hey, Pickup Wannabe. If you have a hairy back, make sure to keep your shirt on. A Pete R. Consider getting a checkup before playing. And uh, Tony P. Why don't you start with NBA 2000 to get your fingers in shape first? Now this week, uh, pickup players, uh, we all know this player. They call a foul all the time. Touch him. Foul. Breathe on him. Foul. Get near him. Foul. Look at him cross-eyed. Foul. The guy always calls a foul. Now, how do you deal with that type of player? The only remedy is to argue the call and hopefully embarrass the foul caller, but the strategy really only works when the foul caller's teammates get on him or actually will give the ball up to the other team on a call that uh, he makes. Now, uh, last week's uh, Hoopsters in the News, uh, last week, uh, Kelly Oubre... Got, uh, he was the victim of a hit-and-run driver last week. Now, the uh, car driver's uh, side mirror struck Oubre in the ribs, breaking them. So he'll be out, I'd say, two months. A uh, Sixer fans, uh, you might want to look in to see what uh, Court Miles was doing at the time of the accident because uh, his minutes may go up now. Now, for you uh, millennials and uh, Gen Zers, uh, Joe Smith was a former number one draft pick uh, back in 1995. 
and he played over 16 seasons on a dozen different teams. Well, Joe got upset the other week when he found out uh, that his wife had her uh, only her uh, fans only account, and he had just found out about it. Well, Joe, uh, you screwed up financially, and I guess she had to make some money somehow. Now, uh, also, a guy named uh, Rick Kravitz said he'd put up a $1 million bet that would go to charity if he could uh, get a high school girl, uh, I'm sorry, high school boys team uh, to play, and he would bet that they would beat the uh, WNBA champs, the Las Vegas uh, Aces. Frankly, I don't think it would happen because the Aces are uh, veterans. They're big enough, they're tough enough, and they definitely would play smarter. Now, uh, next week's podcast in story time, I'm going to tell about the time as an official where uh, I had to throw out a player and the official I was working with uh, during the game because they got in a fight. So, uh, again, if you have any good stories or comments, I can be reached at the Phil Sport Hoops podcast at gmail.com. And now for the uh, clock countdown. Three, two, one, game over until next time.